Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. The podcast is not only them diehard baseball fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. My name is Tyler, aka T Plush, your host for the show. I'm a contributor for reviewing the brew for Fansided and one of the founders of the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy Podcast. You can find all the work we do on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod, where we tweet a lot about the Bucks, Brewers, and Packers. Joining me, as always, is my good buddy Trevor, a.k.a. Sunshine Bender. You can find him on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And we are here to talk today about Ryan Braun. We're having a whole podcast dedicated to him because I feel like it's necessary and we don't really have a whole lot else to talk about (laughs) in the world of baseball, seeing how no no games are being played and we're into May now, so... Sad face there, but before we get there, how are you doing today, Trevor? I'm doing pretty good. I got a summer shandy in my hand, and it's beautiful outside, and this weekend's been awesome, and so I guess I, guess I can't complain. Got the day off, you know, things are looking good right now. That's good. <laughs> uh, all right, so... I wanted to pose a question of the day for us here, and basically it's, will Ryan Braun's number be retired when he is done playing baseball? Now, we don't know if that's going to be after this season, which hopefully happens, because he kind of hinted at that during the Brewers on deck in January, or if he'll be able to come back to the Brewers on a cheaper deal, because they're most likely going to decline that very expensive option for him for the 2021 season. But it's worth evaluating right now anyway if we think his number will be retired because even if this is his last season, it'll probably be quite a few years before his number would actually get hung up in the stadium if that does indeed happen. So we're going to take a quick moment here to view the already retired names in the stadium. So we have, first off, Hank Aaron, whose number was retired in 1976. Raleigh Fingers, whose number was retired in 1992. Jackie Robinson, of course, that's league-wide. Robin Yount, whose number was retired in 94. Paul Molitor, whose number was retired in 1999. And then Bud Selig, whose number was retired in 2015. So, pretty good group of guys there especially for only being in the league for 50 years the brewers that is anyway some of those guys were brewers for many 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 years and some not so much so you're thinking like hank aaron and raleigh fingers were on the ball club for well less than five years hank aaron only had two years but his roots were kind of uh, go back to the Atlanta Braves era, so that's connected to the Brewers. Raleigh Finger is only with the Brewers for four years, but he was by far a very, very dominant pitcher. And then, of course, Robin Yount and Paul Molitor played for, oh gosh, what, 15, 20 years? It almost has to be in a Brewers uniform and 
hold a lot of the franchise or near the top in franchise records were with the team in 82 going to the World Series and when they were when they were pretty good. So pretty good company that's already up there and inducted and it may be the case that Ryan Braun is the next one to join him. So if you take a look at the criteria for having your number retired in the Brewers organization, well, there isn't one. There isn't anything written in stone, um, but there are a few things to evaluate. So the top three that I highlight, and Trevor might have more, is career accolades, organizational impact, and then Hall of Fame. I kind of put in question marks because all of the other guys already inducted are in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and it seems likely Ryan Braun won't be, but we'll get to that later. Um, so it may or may not be a criteria, but... I'll let you let us start us off here today, Trevor. What are your thoughts on Ryan Braun as a whole and his number being retired? So when I initially looked at this, when you said this is what we're doing, um, it, it kind of got me thinking. Like Immediately, I'm like, I don't know. Is, is Ryan Braun worthy of that? But then you just think of what he has meant to the Brewers organization and how he's been in all of these runs and a big part of all of these runs since the 2008 one, like he has been there for a long time and he has been very good for the Brewers. Obviously the, the whole PED stuff is a Nick and I don't know if that will affect his number being retired. Like Tyler said, that probably means the hall of fame is off the table, but we will see on that. But overall, I think from, just sheer impact Ryan Braun has had as a baseball player one but just as on the Brewers organization in Milwaukee as a whole like he has changed the entire organization (laughs) he has done a lot for this organization and he is great on and off the field Um, obviously you had written down that he will probably finish you know his career as a home run leader for the Brewers top three in hits RBIs total bases OPS like that to me, how much bigger of an organizational in- impact can you ask of someone? And if you can't ask for any more than that, why isn't their number being retired for your organization? Yeah, that's that's a good point. I'll, I'll back up to the PEDs here first. I, As you mentioned, I think that's a bigger down for the Hall of Fame than your number being retired for the Brewers. And that's just because like your hometown fans, you, they usually forgive those players a lot more quicker than other teams around the league do. I mean, even in Ryan Braun's case where he kind of lied about it and was went behind everyone's back, I mean, there were players who did a lot worse, like obviously Alex Rodriguez uh, was probably one of the worst ones at it. Um, but I, I think Brewer fans have accepted his apologies, and the, the, I don't think it'll play a factor in his number being retired or not. But, yeah, organizational impact is... Yeah, like you mentioned, he's going to finish in the top three. He might be in the top three in games played. If if there is a season this year, he needs to play around 70 games to pass Jim Gantner uh, for, to move into the third spot for games played, which uh, Jim Gantner actually, by the way, is kind of a there's – a, there's another thought here in terms of numbers being retired because Gantner, while his number doesn't actually hang in the rafters, it's been like un- – 
outspokenly like nobody has worn that number since so it's one of those weird things where people just respect it and say yep not going to take that number (laughs) um so i mean that could be an option for ryan braun too just nobody will say i don't i don't ever want to wear eight again but yeah leading us to the playoffs and you mentioned 2008 2011 obviously winning the mvp I mean, the accolades go on. He was Rookie of the Year in 07. He's a six-time All-Star, five-time Silver Slugger. For his career, he's got a 46.8 war, hitting 298, slugging 533, and then a career OPS of 893. Like, those are all really, obviously, respectable numbers that an organization should be like, yep, stats-wise, he checks that box off. Accolades, I think, yep, he checks it off. And then organizational impact the other i think the wild card thought here is when mark anasio first took over in 2005 or 2004 ryan braun was his first ever draft pick and of course we all know braun was a first rounder but there's some i don't want to say like some sentimental value into that like hey my first ever first round pick paid off i want to i want to see his numbers up in the rafters and he's done nothing but produce for us um he's super super clutch over all the years and uh leading us to the playoffs i think obviously helps with that so obviously he won't check the box most likely of going to the hall of fame but if you had to answer just yes or no is ryan Braun's number going to be retired what's your final decision well what i would do is yes if i was the decision maker i would say Eight is going in the rafters. Do I think it's going to happen? I, I'm leaning towards yes, but I'm not as like sure that it will happen. Um, I will say I will say yes, but I'm not as convinced as like if I were in charge, I know it for a fact it would happen. But yeah, I will I will say that I think Ryan Braun will be in the rafters before too long. I'm gonna agree and. You know, not just because I'm a huge <laughs> Ryan Braun fan. I mean, kind of digging into this got me looking at the opposite side of like you know reasons why not to put him in, and you can obviously make a, a strong case. And Braun's been a very good player, and I think when you take a look at some of the other greats and like guys who, you know, think about think about like uh, Robin Yount, Paul Mahler, I think later in their careers they were able to put up some more of them gaudy stats as compared to what Ryan Braun has done. I mean, the clutchness is sure there, but he hasn't been able to log as many at-bats. Um, his defense, I don't think, has ever been one of the best things about him, but it's just just been his bat, really. And especially after the whole PED thing and coming back, he uh, had like that thumb injury for a while, and the power kind of escaped him, and I think his bat slowed down a little bit. He was never a big walker, or like in terms of getting on via base on balls. So the offense, I think it's not maybe not as good or as strong as what Yount and Milder did, but I still think it's good enough, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I would agree. So yeah, that's that's kind of where we're leaning. And if you take a look at like, if you're going to say strictly, oh, you know, any PED user shouldn't get their number retired. Well, Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame, but San Francisco has still retired his number um so it is possible and i think barry bonds is obviously a lot different <laughs> than ryan braun barry bonds basically dominated from like 1990 to when he left baseball in 2007 as 
you know, steroids or not, he was feared every single one of those years. So Ryan Braun, you can't exactly say the same for, but yeah, when you take a look at what he's done for the organization, I think that's his biggest plus. And, and that's why his number is going to get retired, not one of these Jim Gantner situations. I think it will be official at some point. So let's switch over to a little bit of the Hall of Fame. So this, again, it, it can go either way. We'll take a look at the criteria for the Hall of Fame. You have to play at least 10 seasons. You have to have been retired for at least five before you can be eligible. You have to be approved by an MLB screening committee to be worthy to be put on the ballot. Once you're put on the ballot, you have to receive 75% yes votes during the election. If you fail to receive at least 5% yeses, then you will be removed, and you can be on the ballot for at least 10 times without an election into the Hall of Fame before they take you off forever. I can't remember exactly how many times or how often they vote, but that's the criteria, and I, I feel like Braun will at least, his name will get on the ballot at some point in his when the time comes around, but... What do you think, Trevor? What are your thoughts for a yes or no to Ryan Braun going to the Hall of Fame? As much as I would like to say yes, I think it's going to be a no. Like you said, you know, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Manny Ramirez, Alan Rodriguez, all of these players not in the Hall of Fame, and we don't know if they're ever going to get in the Hall of Fame. And I, I do love what Braun has done for the Brewers, but I don't think, like you said, is on the level of Barry Bonds. Like I just feel like it's it's going to be pretty hard for him to get into the Hall of Fame, and I'm not I'm not so sure that he will. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the PEDs obviously is it's it's an automatic blocker. I think <laughs> you take a look at the other names that you mentioned, like they're not getting in. Voters aren't going to put cheaters into the Hall of Fame. Basically, is the message that they send and. Yeah, I get it, rightfully so. So, I mean, that's obviously the biggest blocker of it. But, I mean, you take a look, like, is his stats worthy to get into the Hall of Fame? I mean, that's a whole other interesting type of topic. And uh, I was listening to another podcast. I think it's the, the 422. It's with Will Salmon, who was supposed to be in his first year uh, as a beat reporter for the Brewers this year. They kind of had a similar discussion, and they talked about the seven-year prime war. So you take a look at other Hall of Famers and their war during their seven-year peak or their prime, it's closer to a 41 war. Well, Ryan Braun's during that peak is 38. So, I mean, you look at that and you're like, okay, three off, you know, that's pretty close because average is 41. And then you think a little bit further, okay, when is his seven-year peak measured from? Is it 2007 to 2014 is it 2008 to 2015 i would assume it's one of those two but you take a look in the stats he was suspended for one of those years he was dinged up after he came back after the suspension and the power numbers left and as i mentioned his defense probably drives his war down because he's never been a great defender so if you factor in some of those other things that would have gone maybe his way i think he would been above the average of 41 the other interesting part, though, is your average career war for Hall of Fame left fielders is 65. Well, Ryan Braun's only at 46, so he's way below in that regard. 
Um, and then the other thing peak war makes you think of is they measure it obviously by seven years. So that's obviously like seven years where was this like one of the most feared players in baseball? I don't think Ryan Braun put together a stretch of seven years. I think it's more closer to five, 2007 to 2012. After that, he was feared, but it, it wasn't the same. He wasn't he wasn't like he wasn't the best, the cream of the crop per se. So, I think that could be a big limiting factor as to why someone else would say no for voting him into the Hall of Fame minus the whole PEDs. Okay, Tyler, I have a quick question for you, and it might not be a quick answer, but we're talking about Ryan Braun being maybe his number retired Hall of Fame. Do you think it could be possible with the PED stuff that? Christian Yelich gets his number in the rafters before Ryan Braun. If Christian Yelich is a brewer for the remaining of this contract, he doesn't get traded, those types of things, and he continues to produce at an elite level. So to clarify, your question is, would Yelich's number be retired before Braun's, correct? Yeah, because Yelich, well, hopefully, um, will not have that PD-like label on him at all. I think the answer to that is going to be no, because in the Brewers organization, you have it's the it's the our organizers making the decision decision to retire the number right, and not other other people around the league. Like it's not controlled by the MLB or anything like that. And if you take a look at some of these other guys whose numbers were retired, they actually did them fairly quick. Take a look at Robin Yount. His number was put into the rafters in 94, and his last season was 93. And kind of the same thing with Molitor. His last season playing baseball was in 98, and it was put into the rafters in 99. So I think Ryan Braun won't be a year after, but it's not going to be dragged out past like when Christian Yelich is done playing. I think that's fair. I was just... Wondering your thoughts on that. Um, and this is definitely premature, but Christian Yelich Hall of Fame? <laughs> I certainly hope so. <laughs> and you take a look at kind of my argument with Braun. He's put together two full years, or he's been like the most feared hitter. And hopefully this season would have been his third. So he's got to put together some more, some more successful years. I think if he fell off a cliff and, you know, return to his Marlin level stats all of a sudden like next season my answer would be no because he needs to put together more than what he's done just in these two very successful years but hopefully that doesn't happen yeah and that got me thinking by the way um so Ryan Braun like you said 46.8 career war in his 13 years in the league Christian Yelich has been in the league for seven years and really it was six and a half he only got 62 games his rookie year which Braun got like in the one 113 so he got a considerable amount more but through just under half or just over half of the amount of time in the league Christian Yelich has a 31.8 war which I feel like he could easily make that up even with not great Christian Yelich MVP level production if he just is like consistent 300 like 20 home runs, not anything jumping off the page. I think he's going to pass that just in a few years in terms of overall war 
because I do think his defense is going to help with that and those types of things. So I think for Hall of Fame, as long as he doesn't fall off a cliff, like you said, I think Hall of Fame, definitely Christian Yelich is, has a better opportunity, even though that's like 20 years down the road at this point. <laughs> yeah, Hall of Fame for sure. And yeah, defense, I mean, he's a gold glover, you mentioned. That's going to help with the war a lot more than what Ryan Braun has ever done. Granted, I do think, and I don't have any statistical evidence for this, I do think Yelich's defense has decreased over since he's been in Milwaukee. I mean, maybe going back to left field or was supposed to this year would help with that, but not quite sure. That actually brings me into another point. I did, in a future podcast, want to take a look at Christian Yelich um, projections and things to look for throughout the 2020s as we near 2030 and what that might look like. So that, that's a pretty good segue or little hint at a future podcast episode. But yeah, I would agree. Christian Yelich is, I think he has a lot better chance to make it into the Hall of Fame. He still obviously needs to keep producing at elite levels for a while here, but we'll kind of see, kind of see how he does, and hopefully we're able to have a baseball season this year because you know missing a whole year of baseball, um, I mean, you, the players still age, and that obviously doesn't help your overall career stats at all if you don't play. So <laughs> uh, we need baseball back. Agreed. Last little thing here, Trevor. I just did this just for fun. Let's describe Ryan Braun's legacy in three words, and we'll probably pose this out on Twitter too, and if somebody says PEDs, I will bitch slap them. Nobody say that. So (laughs) Ryan Braun's legacy in three words. What do you got, Trevor? PEDs. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You broke rule number one. You're fired. (laughs) (laughs) I had to. So I I know your three words already because you told me before, and... It's going to be not the same three words, but they're, they're going to mean kind of the same thing. And that is big play brawny. Anytime, even in the field, if the Brewers need a big play, he is a guy that makes it time and time again, even though it's not like Lorenzo Kane robbing home runs, but it might be brawny making a big diving play down the line or him hitting a home run or getting a big clutch single. Like there's... There's a lot of things, if we, if the Brewers need a play, if they need a hit, if they need an out, he is definitely a guy that I would not that I would love to have on the field, and, and I've loved having him on the field these past 13 years. BPB, big play Bronny, I like that. That's That one's good. Um, yeah, mine, mine was similar, and I just went with clutch as fuck because that's just the way to describe it. And I think he's actually gotten more clutch as his career has gone on. Like, I would agree back with his, that. Yep. Yeah, his... Like, he had that big, I mean, you think of his clutch ones in, like, 2008. He homered on the day they clinched the wild card. He had lots in 2011, but, like, maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe it's it's not. The year we got Christian Yelich, he hit hit that second of back-to-back homers against the Cardinals to give us the win. He had a walk-off against the Padres that year. Obviously, the grand slam against the Cardinals. And, yeah, you, you just never, like, even in his earlier years before he was suspended, you're like, oh, you always want Ryan Braun up in those situations. And it's just, it's never been more true even as he's aged. So that that's definitely his legacy. I think everyone can agree with that. Yeah. Like, like you said earlier, you know, he doesn't have the stats as he's aged, whether it be, you know, the Brewers holding him out and wanting him to be healthy or injuries here and there that are kind of nagging that he's not able to play and put up the stats. 
I do think throughout as he's aged, he might not have the stats, but he definitely has those moments and big time moments. And I think a lot of that is going to play into that. Is he going to get retired? Because he had a huge impact on big moments and big games in for the Brewers. So I think that's another thing to look at kind of along that organizational impact. He's, he's the first one. <laughs> like he, he's the guy, man. He, he's the guy the past 13 years that everyone has wanted on the plate when the game is on the line outside of maybe the last two years because Christian Yelich is insane. Agreed. Now I have a, a question we didn't prep for, so this is going to be your instant reaction here. And I'll, I'll give a little bit more detail here. Do you think, if we're, we're thinking back to retiring Ryan Braun's number, do you think if Prince Fielder had remained a brewer, we would be having the conversation of retiring his number? Like, assume stats transfer over into... Like his crew stats are all Milwaukee Brewers. I'll say, say the seasons don't change. The Brewers don't make the you know don't make the postseason. You know, the years that he wasn't with them from 2012 to 2016. Say there's no extra postseason runs there, but he he would end with his career stats of a, a 23 WAR, 319 home runs. So he'd have been second in the Brewers uh, lead for that. Career 506 slugging, 887 OPS. Just just real quick, do you think we'd be having that discussion? I, I definitely think we could be having the discussion. And for me, it's hard because I am... <laughs> it's I, I didn't grow up with the 70s, 80s, 90s Brewers. I grew up with the 2000s Brewers. So for me, Prince Fielder was one of the first people that I loved watching as a Milwaukee Brewer so for me that makes it really hard for me not to say that he would be in but I do think you can make a case if we're talking organizational impact he had like we talked about Ryan Braun having all the moments Prince Fielder had a ton of moments as a Milwaukee Brewer as well and then if you add another even if we don't get into the playoffs if you add another three four years of production in a Milwaukee Brewers uniform I think I think you definitely have to have the discussion. And if it was me, I'd say yes. But again, that might just be nostalgia talking for me. No, I actually would agree with you. And when he was with the Brewers, he was in the MVP discussions a couple times, all-stars, um, putting together, you know, playing. How many times did he play all 162 games in a season? It was close. One, two, four times throughout his career. And another one's 2010, 161. 2008, 159 games played. 2007, 158. <laughs> Same with 2006. So uh, just an Iron Man, really. And it's really tragic that his career got cut short, uh, reaching the mid 2014, 2015s due to injury. Otherwise, he, he could have put together a lot more sexier career numbers. But yeah, I think as a brewer, if he would have stayed with us, we'd be having that discussion because he checks all the boxes, much like Ryan Braun has. And they were a dynamic duo for a long time and very, very exciting and fun to watch. But I think that is going to do it for us here today. We will be back next week. And in the meantime, make sure you guys are checking out our Twitter page at Trilogy underscore pod. Make sure you check out the Packers Trilogy podcast. Uh, doing Just finished doing a little deep dive of the first three rounds of the NFL draft. So learn some more about those guys. But until next time, we'll see you later, Brewer fans. Trust in Stearns. Trust in Stearns.